a patron of Entertainment Landfill. Go to patreon.com slash landfill for details. Entertainment Landfill is made possible by contributions from listeners like you. Thank you. Well, everybody, it's time to make the donuts. Time to roll the dough, dip them in the glaze and put them on sale. It's now time to eat the donuts. Booyaka! You're listening to ETL News with your hosts, the J-Strom and Mulberry Bill. Get ready for the latest in film, television, and pop culture news. Now here they are, the Mulberry Boys. that i shouldn't do voices <laughs> hey everyone welcome to entertainment landfill news i am your host zegistrum <laughs> see again i'm doing voices what am i doing here i gotta stop what am i doing ah, i don't know you know what i'm saying i just can't stop i'm sorry guys but welcome to the show this is entertainment landfill news and of course welcome to the landfill i'm sitting here on a big pile of entertainment news Everybody come join me. Let's hold hands and sing Kumbaya. All right. I don't know the lyrics to it, so you have to help me along. But welcome, guys. Actually, as TRS-80 said, Bill, Mulberry Bill, will be joining me very soon. He's not here yet, but he will be joining me very shortly. Until then, I will do what I do, which is to just talk endlessly. <laughs> Ah, good times. No, but seriously, guys, I hope you're having a great week. I hope you had a great past week. I hope you watched some kind of entertainment. I hope you watched some TV shows or movies or played some games or something like that. I have been watching something, uh, but I I think I might wait till Bill joins me for that. So first, I want to get into the subject of Chuck. As you guys know, I like this TV show called Chuck. It was on NBC 2007 through 2012. There were five seasons. Uh, I own them all on Blu-ray. I really like it. I created a podcast called The Chuck Series Companion. And uh, I've now done about 30... I'm going to say 36 episodes. It might be 30, but I, <laughs> uh, I, I'm working on covering every single episode of the show 
all five seasons, 91 episodes, but I'm not quite there. I am season two, episode 17 or something like that. Um, and I'm meaning to do more. Now, Chuck is on Netflix, all five seasons, all 91 episodes, as I said. And so it's easy for anyone listening, like, hey, this Chuck thing that, uh, that Jason keeps talking about. It's really annoying, but uh, I'll go ahead and check it out on Netflix. Hopefully you have since I started the podcast. And I hope other people have discovered Chuck along the way. But I just got news recently that really bummed me out that I guess, you know, when Netflix... And uh, other networks or whatever, they sell their shows for a limited time. They have some kind of deal that only lasts a certain number of years. It could be one year, two years, three years. I believe Netflix had a deal with Warner for shows like Chuck and Fringe. Fringe left a couple of months ago. It was like a three-year deal or something to uh, stream on Netflix. And sadly, that time is up. And now the show's leaving on November 1st. And it's really bums me out because I love the idea that I could put Chuck on anytime. I'm not kidding. There, you know, I've talked about how Chuck is a show that cheers me up. It makes me, it's like my, uh, it's, uh, what, how do I, how do I put it? It's my safe place. Uh, when I'm sick, you've got the flu, I'm laying on the couch. If I put Chuck on, just start with episode one and let it play all day. It really just like, you know, you can nod off or whatever. And I wake up, I know exactly what's going on. I've watched it before, but it's just a friend. It's, you know, my surrogate family. So knowing that Chuck won't be there on Netflix and I can't watch it on my phone, it's really sad. Yes, I have them on Blu-ray, but uh, I can't, you know, watch them on Blu-ray on my phone or on a tablet or whatever, or on the Xbox or PS4 or the Roku or whatever. I'd rather it be streaming. And, um, I, I already started thinking, I just need to buy them all on Amazon. I looked, they're 99 cents per episode. And I was like, well, how much would that be for all 91 episodes? And I'm like, duh, Jason, be $91, basically. And I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> well, that's stupid. I can't pay $91 for all those episodes. And then I saw Zachary Levi tweeted and posted on Facebook about Chuck leaving Netflix. And I saw it covered even on places like Entertainment Weekly. Chuck versus Netflix, which is clever. You know, they put versus there because every episode of Chuck is Chuck versus something. Zachary Levi and fans mobilized to keep the beloved show streaming. A show used to being in jeopardy finds itself on the chopping block again as its star and fans are asking to hashtag save Chuck again. Netflix is taking Chuck off its streaming surface come November 1st. EW has confirmed the following speculation online. Zachary Levi addressed the news via Twitter Wednesday. Hey Netflix, please don't take Chuck off your amazing service on November 1st. Sincerely, me, Levi wrote. Chuck alums like Sarah Lancaster, who played Ellie, Josh Gomez, who played Morgan, and Ryan McPartland, who played Devin, also weighed in. Uh, retweeting him and like what he said, Netflix, pretty please. What she said and he said, <laughs> etc. And I even have this annoying Yahoo, st- uh, <laughs> I know it sounds like this annoying Yahoo, this Yahoo story where they covered it. Let's check this out. The guy's kind of douchey, but still, he gets the message across. Stay with me! 
That's right, Chuck Superfans. NBC's Nerd Herd secret agent is in danger of going away. Again. On November 1st, Netflix is pulling all 91 episodes from the five seasons of Chuck off of their site. But not without a fight. Zachary Levi has taken to Twitter to try and save the series one more time. He tweeted at the streaming service, Hey Netflix, please don't take Chuck off of your amazing service on November 1st. Sincerely, me. Hashtag save Chuck again. Hashtag please. And at Chuck's former producer, Levi tweeted, Dear Warner Brothers Entertainment and Warner Brothers TV, please keep Chuck on Netflix for the country, for the future, for the children. Hashtag save Chuck again. Hundreds of Twitter users have taken on Levi's call to action, tweeting desperate pleas and gifts of their favorite moments. Many have begged Subway to step in since it was the sandwich chain sponsorship that kept the NBC series afloat when it was on the bubble for cancellation after its first season. Critics and fans have derided the overt product placement in the series, but the corporation's endorsement helped keep the show on the air for four additional seasons of Eat Fresh Entertainment. Hello! Hey, Bill! So what do you think? Can sweet I'm onion sorry, chicken teriyaki sandwiches save a show from cancellation <laughs> once again? Or is Chuck doomed oh, to live only in our hearts, connection. minds, and DVD oh, no. collections? And are you going to join Let the me, hashtag uh, Save Chuck Again movement? Let us know on Facebook. Start Skype. Okay. Now I can hear you. Oh, it's because I was playing uh, audio from a story. Oh. About the Save Chuck Again story. <clears throat> I still can't believe Netflix would have the balls to do that. Yeah, I was kind of, I was trying to find the old story from like three years ago where basically Netflix and Warner Brothers signed a deal for like three years to air Warner shows. And mm-hmm. I think that three years is basically up. So Fringe has already gone off last month. And now Chuck is going off November 1st. And, uh, you know, people are like, hey, you can't take these shows away. I know I've watched them all, but still I like them to be there like a, you know, a snuggly blanket whenever I want to watch it, you know? Well, I can also understand the fact that they need to get paid and the licensing fees aren't nearly as much as it would be if people owned physical copies. Yes. Oh, and I should say this. Mulberry Bill's here. Hey, Bill. Hello. (laughs) Hello. And you know what's sad is... Emma loves the TV show Psych. Remember that show on USA? Yeah, absolutely. Um, she watched it every day. Every morning I'd go in a room and it would be like stuck on like, uh, Psych would be playing all night or whatever. Uh, I won't even think about internet bandwidth, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, God. Netflix, Thank God you don't have metered bandwidth. I know. And, uh, Netflix took. All of Psych down, so there's no Psych anymore. And but isn't Skype on Skype? Uh, isn't whoa, 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 uh, Psych on Hulu? <laughs> uh, I don't think so. I'm I thought not it sure. was. So she's really bummed out about that. And I hmm. told her it'll be back. Sometimes shows disappear for a month or two, and then they come back or something like that. Yeah, it's all about it's all about renegotiating the licensing costs. Right, and I Every, hope they everybody do. wants to get paid. The whole idea behind the Chuck series companion is that people could easily jump on by watching on Netflix. Yeah. And yeah, so, it kind of kind of screws you over there. Yeah, it's instead it'll be like uh I hope you already watched it so I'll keep going <laughs> or something like that. Now, do you own all of the episodes? Yes, I own all the Blu-rays. Okay. Um, I loaned season three to Steven about a year ago and I doubt he's watched any of it and I need to get that back from him basically. Yeah. My collection is incomplete. 
<laughs> well, I know that was I had a very hard time lending anything to anybody, so I'm I'm surprised you you lent it to Steven. Yeah, I just wanted I mean, him to watch Steven's it. trustworthy, but Yeah. He watched season one really fast. It's only thirteen episodes, and then he had season two about eight months and finally he, he, he binged it. <laughs> Uh, well, if you call that binging, eight month binge, and now season three, I don't think he's even started. It. I'm not throwing him under the bus. I'm just saying I got to take it back. He doesn't get a chance to watch season three now. <laughs> it's a light binge. Oh, you know what I need to do is text him and say, "Hey, I need season three back. You better watch it before next Friday or something like that." There you go. Because I need it back. You, gotta, you have to give him a deadline. Yeah, because right now I have five episodes left of season season two, and when I'm done with that, I need season three back. But Bill, how are you doing, sir? I'm all right. You know, I'm. Uh, I got through three exams and passed one by the skin of my teeth. Passed another with a B, and I'm still waiting on the result of the third. But it's always a uh, it's always a tense period of time uh, anytime midterms or finals rolls around because you have to in order to pass an exam you have to show it's not like you can just like get a D and be like oh it's not an F I passed right. you have to display a competency you have to get at least a seventy six percent on the exam or else you have to retake it and display competency on the retake. And you get two chances on the retake. And if you bomb both of those, then you're out of the program. If you retake so, it and you get a 100, do you not get a 100, though? You just get a No, you grade? get the original grade. Okay. Because I was, you know, it's funny. I know this is not like college or whatever, but Emma is in pre-AP classes. And they have it set up where if you fail a test, you get to take it over again. But the best you can do on it is 70. It's yeah. just to get a passing grade. Yeah, that's that's with this one, you get the grade that you originally got. And on ta- retaking it, it's just all about displaying competency. So they're they're basically preparing her for college, aren't they, with those yeah. classes? Oh, yeah, they the are. Oh, by the way, I wanted to congratulate Emma. She got straight A's on her report card. Boom! It was awesome. And she automatically knows, okay, I'll be showered with gifts. Let's see, what should I ask for first? <laughs> She's smart. But there was the book fair, and we bought her like five books. Nice. And you know what's was funny, it a, Was it a scholastic book fair? Yeah, yeah. But this, there's something I noticed now. The, they didn't have this when we were in school. They have now geek fiction, like geek girls meeting geek guys kind of stories with like comic cons or like they're into video games or harry potter type stuff and it's like fiction based in the world of geekdom now isn't that crazy that's mildly creepy (laughs) like i mean i can understand it i i get where it's coming from it's it's a concept that is long overdue for the for the alienated geek daydreaming that he will or she will meet their geek counterpart and fall in love forever i can understand yeah. it it's just i would probably totally read it but uh i've oh yeah i would have been all over that shit i'll show I'd have been like hey, do you have a choose your own adventure version of this <laughs> i'll say emma check out this book and she's like no and she never goes for my suggestions but she's into like horror now she likes there was stories. a period of time where i would play those those apps where that they were like uh 
like they were basically choose your own adventure, but they were set. They took place in like a high school. Oh yeah, like I I played those apps. I'll totally admit to it. So oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, there's one that Emma was playing, but I can't remember what it's called. But yeah, I know what you're talking about. It kind of is a storyline playing out. Is it like still pictures? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I know Emma has played something like that. But and Bill, I was probably in my thirties <laughs> playing it. That's cool, man. <laughs> There's no embarrassment there. Yeah. You know, one funny thing uh, that guy talked about in the Chuck story, he's a real douche nozzle, the Yahoo guy. A guy who works for Yahoo News, Bill. He said that uh, people are even trying to get Subway uh, to back this campaign. And I'm like, okay, Netflix does not have inter- – uh, they do not have advertising people. <laughs> yeah. I don't see I don't... how – that could do anything unless it was like they put like an ad before each episode about eating fresh. Well, it's like in Chuck, uh, the, the history of the show Chuck is it was always on the bubble of being canceled. And they noticed there was an episode where big Mike had a subway sandwich and people just ran with it. They were like, uh, trying to save the show. And they were like, subway is one of the advertisers, NBC. I bought subway tonight while watching Chuck. And all of a sudden everybody did. They were like, Subway Chuck on Twitter, like, hey, I went to Subway tonight. I'm supporting your uh, sponsor. And it kind of helped. So through the oh, history okay. of Chuck, they would have references to Subway or they'd eat at Subway or something like that. Kind of like it was kind of like a thing with Chuck with the Subway mentioned. So people are like, let's get Subway involved. But I don't understand how you could with Netflix. I don't know. At this point, um, I think Subway would shy away from any possible publicity. <laughs> Like, it's just not – like, there's a subway next to the college, and I don't go in there because I'm like, oh, that's the child rapist uh, weirdo joint. Yeah, sometimes like, you just make bad hiring decisions, Bill. <laughs> yeah. I just – and plus they just – so many times people have gotten sick from subway. So so I just don't trust subway. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I don't, what, I don't think I, it would help. If I go for a sandwich now, it's Jimmy John's. Exactly, yeah. And I, if I if I do go to Jimmy John's, I get the lettuce wrap. I don't get the bread. Oh, nice, nice. I get the number nine, but I can't remember what it is. It's the Italian something. Uh, I get the one with avocado and and bean sprouts on it. Oh, I can't nice. remember. Avocado is very good for you. It is. It's a good fat. It's a healthy fat. People should eat more avocado. I love avocado. Does guacamole count? Yes, it does. Since it's avocado. <laughs> It's it's eighty percent of uh, avocado. I hate when some people put way too much like raw onion in avocado, and it gives me oh. the worst heartburn. Yeah, that's not good. Where I feel like I'm gonna die. Just like oh god. People need to know the right ratio of onion to to avocado and guacamole. Yeah, big time. And, and you know, it's almost preferable to use like green onions because they're milder. Now, Bill, I wanted to just say that I have watched the first five episodes of Luke Cage on Netflix. We just finished uh, Jessica Jones. Oh, awesome. Did you like it? Uh, it uh, yes. I mean, I it felt a little dragged out at times. Shaky, like yes. <laughs> like, the music's awful. Um... It's quite possibly one of the worst theme songs that uh, it reminded me of like 90s Sega CD video games. 
Oh man, but the music in Luke Cage is so good. And that's what I'm hearing. In fact, Mondo's going to release a vinyl soundtrack of Luke Cage. Oh, it's fantastic. I I love it. I love everything so, about the show. So they learned they learned a lesson on the music choices in Jessica Jones. But I mean it's a, it's it's a really good show. There's some really screwed up moments. David Tennant is awesome. Oh yeah, yeah, he was a great great bad guy. But you know, at times I was just like, um, can we move on a little? The um the Netflix Marvel shows seem to have really good bad guys whereas the Marvel movies kind of have weak bad guys, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, I really think Netflix is doing a great job. Or a Marvel Netflix. I don't know what to call it. I still haven't watched uh, Punisher Season 2. That's great. The Punisher stuff is fantastic. The and, Daredevil um, Season 2 with Punisher is fantastic. But like, last night, um, was it last night? Nat- Natalie and I were like looking at uh, Wikipedia to try to figure out who all the different people were in Jessica Jones. Like we figured out that the, the crazy cop was nuke. Yeah. Uh, and, um, then, uh, we were, we were just like, like, who's that? And who's that? And like reading about the, the background of the purple man and, uh, how he's, he's Zebediah Kilgrave and all that. So, you know, it, it makes you want to go back and look and see, how it how the show was inspired yeah that's what i love is they have references to uh things like even her her best friend uh who's hellcat in the comics and her backstory i love how they kind of mined all that information to put it into the story they they're doing a great job and i highly recommend luke cage it's just like a lot of fun it reminds me well now that now that jessica jones is done we can start it yeah it's fantastic and uh, I just – I can't wait to watch more. I've only watched the first five episodes. I couldn't get Heather to watch it with me yet because it's kind of like the new fall season and all the new shows are backing up. And it's like, well, we got to watch this. we got to watch this or whatever. So I'm like – you know what the craziest thing is? Is I watched the pilot episode to a show called Frequency on the CW based on the Jim Caviezel movie with Dennis Quaid. Do you remember that? Oh, I love that movie. They made a TV series – but they change it to a female cop who's talking to her dad who was a cop who died and she thinks he was like a crooked cop and so she starts talking to him on the ham radio and he was like this undercover guy and I'm like this is crazy how are they going to do this every week I was just like yeah. trying to figure it out and I I don't know I'll watch some more I watched the first episode and it's got that CW-ness of it like what part of Vancouver is this they filmed in <laughs> You know what I, mean? I yeah, I really want to watch the new show on ABC called Is it Speechless? Mm-hmm. Where there's a there's a one of the family characters um has cerebral palsy. Yes. And apparently it's uh it's really well done in representing uh that life and the family dynamic in that. Heather and I uh, have watched the first two episodes and we really like it. It is a funny show. It's a mini driver. It plays his overprotective mom, where naturally she would be. And the kid just wants some space, but he can't mm-hmm. speak. Uh, it's just really good. It is a good show. It's well done. It's funny. Yeah, we're going to have to watch it. Yeah, check it out. It's good stuff. Bill, do you want me to get started on some news? Yeah, please do. Check this out. Forrest Whitaker, he goes from Rogue One 
Now he's working on the Black Panther. That's right, Marvel's Black Panther. Forrest, oh, nice. Forrest Whitaker is having a good 2016. He's soon to appear in one of the best films of the year, Arrival. Ooh, that's that sci-fi flick with aliens. And he'll follow that by playing Saw Gerrera in Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Now, in addition to that, he's just been cast in Marvel's Black Panther, directed by Ryan Coogler. Whitaker plays Zuri, an elder statesman in Wakanda. He'll also be joined by new additions to the film, like some other actors I've never heard of. Pretty cool, huh, Bill? Oh, by the uh, Chadwick Boseman plays... Plays him. I'm trying to think if like if he's doing that uh, that African accent he did in the movie with uh, James McAvoy. Um, oh, probably. Um, but uh, I'm excited about Rogue One, of course. But also, I think yeah. Panther is going to be pretty wicked awesome too. I think uh, I think Forrest Whitaker's always been underused as an actor, so it's good to see him in uh, in big films. I mean, he's a he's a really uh, talented actor. He was fantastic in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Remember that part where he's he was like great in the Jim Jarmusch film, <laughs> Ghost Dog. Yes, uh, fantastic in Battlefield Earth. Um, <laughs> I, I've gone too far, Bill. Bill, I don't know if you know. No, he was good. He was good in that. He was the only good part of that movie. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That movie. Bill, there's a new Resident Evil movie coming called The Final Chapter. Director Paul W.S. Anderson is promising us this will be the last film. That's a great promise. And he better keep his word or he's a dead man. (laughs) By the way, you need to watch the trailer to this, the new one. Where they play Guns N' Roses Paradise City through the whole thing. I think I saw that one before the last movie I saw, and I can't remember what it was. But it's just like, take me down to the paradise. But the grass is green. You know, just shooting shit left and right. But get this, Bill. Resident Evil, the final chapter, hit the New York Comic Con today with Milo Jojovich. Ali Larder and another guy whose name I can't say, and William Levy, and director Paul W.S. Anderson, avoiding the T-virus to talk about what they say will be the last entry in the series. <laughs> that's, that's clever. This is IGN, by the way. In the final chapter, Alice returns to where it all began, heading back to Raccoon City, where the grass is green and the girls are pretty. Now, I added that part, Bill. The Umbrella Corporation <laughs> for One Last Conflict. A new trailer for the film was shown, and uh, after the trailer, Anderson said the plan with this film is to tie up all the loose ends in the movie franchise. They had loose ends? <laughs> it's I return- thought it just had freight ends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a return to the very beginning of the franchise, or what's left of it, after we dropped a bomb on it in the second film. Did anyone see that film? And crickets were heard. It's a return to the hive for Alice. Where it all started. Yeah, we get it! It starts back at the beginning! Stop saying it over and over again. The director insists that this is the conclusion to the film series and that all the questions that have been hanging over the franchise, what is Umbrella's real mission, what is really happening with Alice, will be answered, and he will now get on to an important film career doing only important films after this. Yeah, Pompeii 2. Yes, of course, not everyone is convinced this will be the last film with Anderson's wife, Yoyovich, even shouting with a laugh after her, her husband said, The final chapter, part two? <laughs> so, uh, are you excited about that, Bill? 
Oh God, yes! I'm. I can't. I can't wait. Um, <laughs> oh man! I just always. I just always think, and it's so awful of me to think that at one point Mila Jojovich was with Luke Besson. And, Mila Jojovich, yeah. And uh, now she's with Paul W. S. Anderson. Yes. Yeah. I guess Luke Besson's later films haven't been that great. Uh, no, they've all been horrible. And he's got that new space movie coming out. I am looking forward to the new space movie, though. Valerian. Okay, Valerian Root. It's it's designed to put you to sleep. I'm going to play part of this trailer just so you can hear the music, okay? Please. Okay, here we go. Okay, ready? And Yes. Oh, I never saw Lucy, Adam. Sorry. Oh, Lucy! Oh, oh, oh! Okay, it's beginning. Can't remember much before all this started. She tries to pull the movies out of her I can't hands. hear I it. It's been my whole life. Oh, you can't hear it? No. Running. Shit! I think I think I'm gonna have to update Skype. All right. Do you want to hang up and call back or something? Yeah. Let me let me update Skype and see if that fixes it. Okay, I'll leave it, and I'll talk to Adam about Lucy. Adam, okay. I never saw Lucy. I'm sorry. Oh, Lucy, don't make a scene. Ah, 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 Ricky Ricardo. Lucy, I'm home. Oh, shut up. Uh, but anyway, uh, <laughs> I think the last Resident Evil movie I saw was, you know, I don't think I've watched any of them completely except for the first one. The first one I saw in the theater the second one I saw bits of on TV. The third one, bits of again, and I think bits of all of them. I haven't sat through any of them. And yes, Skype is ass. Let's let Bill update as I go on to a new story. Let me find one that Bill won't care about. Um, they're all good stuff. All right, Suicide Squad is getting an extended cut. It will feature way more of Juggalo Joker. I added that part. (laughs) This coming from Polygon, guys. One of the biggest complaints fans had about Suicide Squad. Why can't I say that? There are countless episodes of the show where I can't say Suicide Squad. Was the suspiciously small role Jared Leto's Joker had in the film. Now based on a new trailer released by Warner Brothers that may be rectified in an extended version. The studio confirmed today that an official extended version of the film would be released this holiday season based on the amount of deleted scenes featuring the Joker that Leto and other Suicide Squad actors have boasted about. This may be the best opportunity to see him in action. In an interview with IGN back in August, Leto Leto joked about the lack of scenes his character was in. Despite the heavy advertising... Oh, Bill, I gotta call Bill, gotta call Bill. Here we go, here we go. Okie dokie. Hello, Bill. Sounds better already. All right. I was just uh, doing a story on Jared Leto. He's going to appear way more in the Suicide Squad extended Blu-ray that comes out. I thought that they said there was no extended cut. Well, they were lying because uh, the digital version of Suicide Squad will be available to download on November 15th with a Blu-ray version arriving a month later, December 13th. Um. So I'm thinking they're going to do like Batman v Superman where they just release the extended version. 
Or maybe they just released the version that they should have released in the first place and not listen to test audiences. Exactly. Now, Bill, I'm going to now play this Resident Evil trailer just from where I left off and see if you can hear it, okay? Okay. Do you hear anything? Yes. A motorcycle? This is my story. But I only hear it whenever you talk. Interesting. Ten years yeah. ago, so I'll City, narrate the whole thing, okay? There's way back to the beginning. <laughs> this is I'm ridiculous. I'm so disappointed. Grab some gear. Oh, hell this yeah. is what I do. joking last week about phantasm 2 having a four barrel shotgun i must note that mila yova those the lady in this she has a three barrel shotgun i wonder why they didn't go with four <laughs> go with five is four I mean, is on. four just too much Four is too much. That's a lot of shotgun shells. It just you well, know. you know, if Paul W. S. Anderson is known for something, he's he's known for his ability to realize when something's too much. Yeah, this is too much. Uh, we got to hold back. I've been doing it my whole career. It's like, uh, wait, really? I I didn't know that. He he's part of the Len Wiseman camp of this might be too much. Bill, I have something very exciting to share with you that the uh, BBC is releasing the first trailer for Doctor Who spinoff called Class. Yeah, I so don't care. Yeah, come on. Uh, pretend to be interested. Class is about four, <laughs> four misfit Cole Hill Academy students. I don't watch the show, Bill. I'm doing this story for you. These, okay. these students have strange powers, and their quest is pr to protect the Earth from nightmarish armies and extraterrestrial creatures that want to take over the world. The trailer focuses on each student and their powers, and the Doctor's involvement in the new series. After Coal Hill Academy is attacked by monsters, the Doctor tasks the four protagonists with the responsibility of protecting Earth. Though the Doctor will be in the pilot, he's expected to play a small role. He's got better things to do, with the show focusing on its four young leads. More details about the show were also revealed during the panel at the New York Comic Con, including how the spinoff might fit together with Doctor Who. Doesn't sound great. It's for the young kids to jump aboard Doctor Who, Bill. Well, I guess that's better than them doing... Do you remember Torchwood? It was the spinoff for Doctor Who for adults. Oh, yeah, yeah, big time. I yeah, so, it. and you know what? I think there was there was a kitty Doctor Who spinoff before this too. That uh, cartoon? No, it wasn't a cartoon. It had uh, one Doctor of the original the companions in it, and it was a bunch of kids. Uh, the Sarah Jane Adventures. Ooh. The young girl who's like his companion. He always has a companion every season, right? Yeah. Bill, did you ever watch The Tick that was on Amazon? The pilot? No. 
No, I didn't. You need to watch it. It's pretty fun. And, right. uh, you know, Peter Serafinowicz is in it. The Tick creator says that, oh, by the way, it got greenlit for a full season. Awesome. Ben Edlin, who is the creator of The Tick, recently received a full season order from Amazon. And during a New York Comic Con panel on Thursday, the creator spoke at length about what fans should expect to see in future episodes. The biggest aspect of the show, Edlin said, is just how far removed it's going to feel from previous versions of the show. Unlike the short-lived Tick series that aired on Fox in the 90s and the early aughts, the creator plans to focus on the terror that haunts the superhero. One of his favorite things about the new series at Amazon is being allowed to treat the comedic series with the same amount of seriousness that a regular drama show would. The terror is going to be an important part of the first season and focusing on how Arthur emerges as a hero. This version of The Tick is unprecedented. To make a superhero comedic universe that will actually invest in it at first and make you care about in the means, we can become increasingly more absurd and fun down the line. So they're going to establish the kind of dark storyline with serious superheroes and villains, and then mm-hmm. the Tick kind of busts it all up with his zaniness. And that's the one thing, if you watch the first Tick, it could easily be a Marvel Netflix show or something. It's shot the same way, like a serious thing. It's very interesting the way he did it. Mm-hmm. And speaking about surprises that fans of the original comic book can look forward to, Edlin spent some time detailing what types of enemies the, t- the Tick will be taking on. We're going to be selecting characters that will give us places to go. They're going to meet some very, a very violent vigilante. We'll meet a government organization that is fused between a superhero registration tracking organization and a homeland security nightmare that's going to be a force they have to contend with. Um, the interesting thing about the tick, the, the pilot is I, I mentioned this to Steven last week is it feels like the tick is all in Arthur's imagination. It's very interesting. He's not in his imagination, obviously, because mm-hmm. he's beating up bad guys, but I'm wondering where the tick came from. It's totally different than the TV show. Check it out. Yeah, I'm going to have to. Plus, I love Peter Serafinowicz, and I was pleasantly surprised to see him in the uh, trailer for the or the teaser for the new John Wick. Yeah, he's like the guy, the the consigliere guy who's like, "Hello, John." <laughs> consigliere, <don't> concierge. <laughs> yeah, there. I get he's... that confused. There's the consigliere and the concierge. Yeah. <laughs> it just made me think of him like the uh, like Robert Duvall in The Godfather. Yes. Buckles like new. <laughs> now, Bill, I have a story suggested by Adam Sexton. Turner right. to launch Filmstruck classic movie streaming service on October 19th. Turner is set to launch Filmstruck. Its first subscri- subscription video on demand service stocked with hundreds of art house indie foreign and cut cult films along with a host of additional related content on October 19th. I wonder if they'll have any Jim Jarmusch. I'm wondering if like they're going to have the the Turner Classic Movies catalog. It says Filmstruck which Turner execs have said in an opportunity to test out direct to consumer SVOD segment is developed and managed by Turner Classic Movies in collaboration with the Criterion Collection. Hot Fil- damn, that's that's one hell of a team up. Filmstruck will be available only in the US. It will have three well initially, it will have three pricing tiers. The entry level service is six ninety nine per month. 
Filmstruck, the Criterion channel, is now $10.99 per month. Offering everything in the base Filmstruck subscription plan plus unlimited access to Criterion. This is just a bunch of words. <laughs> yeah. It's Criterion's entire streaming library of films and special features, along with exclusive original programming and an annual subscription of $99 per year for the Filmstruck Criterion channel. How is this going to affect Criterion's uh, library on Hulu? That uh, Let's see if I can get to that. Filmstruck's rotating selection includes films from such indie studios as Janus Films, Flickr Alley, Icarus Films, Kino, Milestone, Zeitgeist, Film Movement, Global Lens, First Run Features, Oscilloscope Laboratories, and Shout Factory, along with movies from major studios including Warner Brothers and MGM. By combining the expertise at TCM and the Criterion Collection, two of the leading authorities in film preservation and history, we have created something really special that is a must-have for passionate film lovers, said Jennifer Dorian, general manager of TCM and Filmstruck. Hmm. Turner commissioned a research study of 2,000 film fans across the U.S. conducted by Frank... Majid associations and true that <laughs> estimate that 15 million people 18 to 49 would be interested in a service like Filmstruck. Yeah, I'm interested mean? in it. Let's see. I mean, uh, I, I used to, uh, you know, drop close to $300, $400 every time there was a, uh, a criterion half off sale with Barnes and Noble. And I've, been unable to do that for the past couple of years so to be able to get access you know i wonder what's all included in their streaming library but that's that's awesome well they say here titles to be featured on filmstruck include babette's feast blood simple blow up breaker morant a hard day's night mad max metropolis moulin rouge my life is a dog pads of glory which is a great film with kirk douglas uh kubrick film the player a Room with a View, Seven Samurai, The Seventh Seal, The Unbearable Lightness of Being, Stardust Memories, The Trip to Bountiful, The Umbrellas of Cherbourg, and Woodstock. Nice. Oh, I just saw Ken post in the chat room that the Criterion's leaving Hulu on November 11th. Ah, in addition, beginning November 11th, Filmstruck will become the exclusive streaming home to Criterion Channel. <laughs> there we go. Oh, very cool. If you like old movies and stuff, uh, it's definitely a place to get a good film education watching all these classics. Yeah, I'm, I'm psyched about that. I'm glad that it's, you know, the price is reasonable. Yeah, $6.99, that's nothing. That, yeah, that's, that's impressive. Just it's a lot a better than, you know, I, <laughs> for a period of time, I subscribed to uh, Warner Archives streaming service, which yeah. was a massive disappointment. Uh, did they uh, just never update it or something? Well, it you know what? It, they didn't have their full library available. And it was, um, it just wasn't impressive. And for the price, you know, you would think, I think it was close to $10 a month. For the price, you would think that, you know, they would have all their films available on it, and it just wasn't. Yeah, that is a bummer when something like that happens. Now, Bill, I don't know if you're interested. Like, all I wanted to do was stream Bad Ronald. Yeah, hell yeah, Bad Ronald. Come on, that is a classic. That better be on the Filmstruck. That's all I have to say. It better be. I am not weird. Now, Bill, there's a Blade Runner sequel 
that's been announced, of course. We know that uh, Ridley Scott has been working on it. We know that Ryan Gosling's in it. It has an official title, Bill. Blade Runner 2049. Are you as excited as I am? Which is not much. Dennis Villeneuve. I can't say this guy's name. How do you say this? Yeah. Villeneuve. Dennis Villeneuve. Villeneuve. Dennis Villeneuve. Uh, Well, anyway, his Blade Runner sequel is one year from being released. And to mark the occasion, Warner Brothers and Alcorn Entertainment have released the official title for the film. Oh, they told me the title in the headline. Now they're telling me it again. I hate news stories. Blade Runner 2049. Warner Brothers. I was I was hoping it would just be Blade Runners. Oh, yeah. There's multiple Blade Runners now. Warner Brothers issued a press release today about the title. And although the studio didn't specify why that number was chosen, it's a safe. Oh, Jesus. It's safe to assume that the year's film takes place in that year. Are you kidding me? Anybody could deduce that. That's clever. The original Blade Runner was based in 2019, making the events of the sequel occur 30 years after if you use math. Oh, okay. The studio also explicitly confirmed that it wasn't ready to share any details on the story because they're making it up as they go along. Oh! Because they're making it up as they go along? Blade Runner's 2049 production has been laced with secrecy, with not much known about it other than... Harrison Ford returning to reprise his role as Bounty Hunter. He's not a Bounty Hunter! He's a Blade Runner! Rick Deckard! Who wrote this article? Some dick at Polygon. Julie Alexander. I'm sorry, ma'am, but, uh... <laughs> I'm sorry, ma'am. Ryan Gosling will also star as somebody else, as Leon's Jr. Um, I noticed Sean Young isn't mentioned in any of this. Not, not Carl's Jr.? Have you noticed a costume? <laughs> Never seen uh, a turtle. Yeah, I wonder what Sean Young's up to. Maybe she died. Nobody called Sean Young. No, no. Poor Sean Young. Sloppy seconds. <laughs> what? What? The hell? Are you excited at all about a Blade Runner sequel, Bill? No. I'm not at all. I can't get excited about it all. Maybe that first trailer, I'll be like... Okay, man, I'm, I'm, I hooked, zzz, reel me in, but right well, now I don't did, give a didn't shit. Dennis Villeneuve direct uh, Forrest Whitaker in Arrival, so. Yeah, maybe it might be pretty good. Maybe Forrest Whitaker will show up. Did you want more Blade Runner story? Like, hey, I wonder what ever happened to them. There is no more Blade Runner story. Yeah, it's done, right? We, we have how many, we have how many different versions of Blade Runner? You know, yeah. the, I think I think it's been mined. I don't know why he saved my life. Oh, that's my... Hey, I like the voiceover version best. Okay, I do too. The theatrical cut is my favorite cut. That's the one I saw when I was a kid and watched over and over. And that's the one... The one, the director's cut they, they issued with no narration. And then it had the quick glimpse of a unicorn it's like oh that means decker's a, a deckard he's a, a friggin replicant because he dreamt about a, a unicorn right yeah uh, no and, it, uh, it just felt like just shit added in it didn't feel like any i was always a huge fan of the international cut i have i still have the uh, criterion laser disc of it like that's that's always had... been my preferred cut of the film I, d- I don't remember watching the one where 
Ridley Scott actually added chicks dancing in the club scene and stuff. Not fancy or anything. Was that the night the ninety two version? I think so. The Which director's cut. Yeah, I think so. You know what the thing that always pulls me out of Blade Runner when I watch it because it's way in the future is the fact that and this happened in a lot of shows, not Star Trek, but Deckard uses a payphone and pays six bucks for a phone call. All of the shit that they imagine flying cars, nobody predicted on that show flying phone. I mean, flying phones. Nobody predicted cell phones that he would have a friggin' phone in his pocket. He uses a friggin' uh, payphone on the wall in a bar. Remember that? Of course he does, because that's what you do in the future. Yeah, nobody has a phone on them. Hey, everything old is new again. It's all about, you know, being connected to the grid. Yes. I don't know if you know this, Bill, whatever that means. <laughs> I don't know if you know about this, Bill, but a Gears of War 4 game has come out. Actually, it comes out October 11th. I jumped the gun a little bit, but it looks pretty wicked bonsicle, am I right? Looks pretty cool. Yeah, you know, I, I Gears of War was our main go-to co-op gaming experience Yeah, for a and, very long time. And we could co-op play this one too, man. I think we might have to do that just just because Gears of War kind of supplanted the Army of Two games the for Gears the ridiculous, like big meaty man homoerotic gameplay. Yes, buff dudes shooting. Things. Still, 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 nothing beats the original Army of Two. Because course, that you know, that will go down in history war. as one of the greatest co-op gaming experiences ever. Oh, definitely. Just, just I just remember us playing it, and it Still was like here. all of a sudden we were tandem parachuting, and we it was just one of the most hilarious. One of us is uh, uh, directing the parachute, and the other one has a sniper rifle. <laughs> yeah, genius. Now, here's some big news, Bill. Universal is making a Gears of War movie! Why? <laughs> Microsoft and the Coalition have partnered with Universal Studios to make a movie based on the Gears of War franchise. <laughs> Rod Ferguson, who's the head of the Coalition Studios, said uh, that Gears of War movie is in pre-production and will be produced by Scott Stuber and Dylan Clark. Those Who? guys, Bill, remember them? No. Stuber's production credits include <laughs> Ted, Central Intelligence. Oh, Jesus Christ. And, and the Boston Marathon bombing movie, Patriot's Day. That's a Peter Berg movie, by the way. Clark's credits, by the way, Patriot's Day will end with a Peter Gabriel song singing Heroes. Just you mark my word, Bill. Clark's credits. Is that how uh, Deepwater Horizon ends, too? Yes, the exact same way. Clark's credits include the Planet of the Apes franchise and Oblivion. Okay, well, I'm coming back oh, a little. All right, all right, all Further right. details like a director, a writer, actors, release window, or anything else about the movie were not announced because they don't know yet. When asked about plans for, this is like, I'm going to make a Gears of War movie. Hey, everybody. It's like, cool. Do you have a script yet? Oh, no, I'm just telling no. you I'm going to make one. I wonder if Clint Blazinski gets any money for this shit or if he, he, only got like the standard fee of selling it off uh or he probably doesn't even get because he yeah he probably doesn't even get any money i don't know if you know this but uh, at another time back way back in 2007 
there was a Gears of War movie announced, and luckily that fell through. The franchise was still with Epic Games, and New Line was developing it with Stuart Beatty, who did G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra, and was attached to write the screenplay with Len Wiseman, signed to direct. Are you happy that fell apart, Bill? Yeah, oh god, yes. Instead, we got Total Recall. Okay, Bill, every week I do a Walking Dead story that annoys the shit out of me, and now (laughs) it's time for another one. You ready? Please. Okay, here we go. Gear up for this. The Walking Dead's creator, Robert Kirkman, says he knows how the apocalypse started, but he's not going to tell anybody. That's right. The Walking Dead creator, Robert Kirkman, here they go. They're repeating exactly what the headline says, Bill, knows exactly how the zombie outbreak started, but he won't ever explain it. He said during a New York Comic-Con panel, I'll never reveal it. What's the source of the outbreak? Or anything. I'm never going to do that. But I know what caused it. Only me. I'm taking it to the grave. The issue, Kirkman said, was that having the cast of the comic find out just doesn't fit in with the story. What am I going to do? Have a scientist walk up and say the president was working with NASA? Any effort to have them become aware of the source would bring the comic into the realm of science fiction. And I don't think that would be necessary. I'll publish a little book that explains it because... I'll be broke one day. (laughs) Kirkman took the stage at the ballroom in New York City and uh, said stuff about it. And I'm losing interest in the story. I always wanted to show how different people could survive the zombie apocalypse. They're so beaten down by zombies, they have tried to abandon all humanity. They see themselves as animals, and I try to embrace that. Oh, this is like, don't ask people about their creations. You know what I mean? Hmm. Especially that particular creation. The power of myth. (coughs) Yeah, whatever. I can't read anymore. Okay, Bill. One more story. Netflix confirms the Punisher series will premiere in 2017. And it adds three new cast members. Let's see if we've heard of them. Today, Netflix confirmed that the newest superhero series it is working on, Marvel's The Punisher, It will debut in 2017. The streaming service also announced three new actors who would be joining the production, including Ben Barnes as the Punisher's best friend, Billy Russo. Punisher star John Bernthal ignited rumors that the standalone series might be closer to debuting than previously thought after mentioning it's already in production. With the confirmation that the series will be available to stream in 2017, the question arises if this will push back the Defender series. Netflix has previously stated that it doesn't want to release more than two Marvel series a year, and Iron Fist is already scheduled to debut in 2017, Bill. Polygon has emailed Netflix, but they haven't answered us because they don't regard us as a real news organization. (laughs) You added that. Yes, I did. For now, however, it looks like Netflix is ready to put all of its eggs in the Punisher's basket. What? Who's the other guy who's going to be it? Oh, Eben Moss Bachrock will also play Micro. Oh, that guy. <laughs> I, I, will I love this. that guy. I was so happy that Daredevil Season 2 with the Punisher stuff was so violent and bloody. It made me happy. I'll just tell you this one part, Bill. All right. Punisher shoots a guy point blank with a shotgun in the face, and they show it. Wow. And I was like... I'm sitting there with Heather. We have the lights off because those shows are kind of lit dark, so you have to have lights off. And I was like, dude! Oh, 
awesome! You know, like, a shot like that was just like, dude, he just shot that guy in the face! You know, it's just like, I got a little too excited about it. I know, there's something wrong with me, right? No, it's that's quite enjoyable. Yeah! All right, Bill, it's time for Let's Read Rotten Tomatoes. You ready for this? <laughs> yes! All right. I need some Rotten Tomatoes music. Just a tomato. That's not really a good sound. I'm sorry, Lang. Smell like stale tomato juice. <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay, Bill. Girl on the Train came out. Ooh. Starring Emily Blunt, Justin Thoreau, and Rebecca Ferguson. Hello. Remember her? She was in the last Mission Impossible movie. It's also got Haley Bennett and Allison Janney and Lisa Kudrow. Okay, let's see what uh, Brian Lowry of CNN said. The flashback structure isn't wholly satisfying, and the climax leaves an abundance of questions, so much so that the movie might have benefited either from taking the time to further flesh those revelations out or stripping them down I give it a rotten rating. Okay. Sophie Gilbert of The Atlantic, Bill. You know who that is, right? Oh, wait. Whoa, 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 whoa. Did I just lose Bill? Hello. Okay. I think I'm, I think I'm back. I think I'm back. Hello. Testing. Mayday. Mayday. We're going down. We're going down. <laughs> okay. I'm back. I'm back, bitches. This was crazy. I completely lost internet, but I looked down at my, um, at my, uh, router and it's fine. It's like the powers are blinking, but then I noticed phone one because I have DSL was off. And then I was like, oh shit. And I went and checked the phone and Bill, I have no idea what the hell happened. I was worried. I thought I lost you because of your internet. It was because of my internet. Yeah, that's what I was wondering because it was just it was just darkness and then it dropped. I was like, "Wait, what the hell?" And I looked down and my router was blinking and I was like, "Oh, it's fine." But then there's that little phone line light. Yeah. It was off and I got up and I picked up the phone and it was no dial tone. And I was oh, like, man. "Oh my god, I'm the one who's not on the internet." <laughs> and so I called on my phone to connect to Mixler, which is pretty cool. I can do that, isn't it? Yeah. But okay, for the sake of the recording, I will say, guys, I lost internet. It totally screwed the show up. Uh, it was funny because I was talking for a long time in the chat room, like, okay, hopefully you guys can hear me. Can you guys hear me? And then finally I was like, okay, I'm just going to type it. Can you guys hear me? And Adam and Ken said, yes. And I was like, why didn't you tell me that before? I'm sitting here talking to myself. Is it delayed? Uh, it is delayed for a few seconds. Oh, okay. Uh, Ken and Adam, are you guys still there? I have no idea. But that was bizarre, man. Uh, that's never happened in the history of the show, has it, where I've lost internet during a show? I mean, I, the power, no. one time the power went off and came back on, but this is the first time, like, I just didn't. The actual know internet just shit out. Yeah. So anyway, I read, uh, some other bad reviews of Girl on the Train. It's actually not getting good reviews, Bill. 44% rotten. Well, Peter Travers says the movie gives away the game faster than the novel, but Emily Blunt digs so deep into the role of a blackout drunk and maybe murderer that she raises Girl to a level of spellbinder. All right! 
Well, that's nothing. David Stratton says, The girl on the train is, in the end, a competent but by no means outstanding pot boiler with a better-than-it-deserves lead performance and a terrific music score from Danny Elfman. Awesome. Oh, Danny Elfman did the score for this? Danny Elfman, yeah. Pretty cool, huh? I'm, I'm, I'll listen to the soundtrack. Here's here's some of the soundtrack. Oh, it's like when the train starts at the beginning. Emily Blunt's riding on it, Bill. Do you hear this? Yeah. That's oh, cool. It doesn't seem right, though, for like a thriller, though, does it? Damn, I heard it for a little while. Now it's gone. Oh, it's gone. Okay. Well, anyway... That's uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. So, <laughs> Bill, you want to do some DVDs and then we'll get out of here? Let's do some DVDs. All right. Uh, all of the stuff I had is now gone because I recorded <laughs> my computer. <laughs> That's, it's so much fun. That's the best. I love when computers let me down. Think on your feet. Let's do some DVDs, Mortar Forkers. That's right. Thank you, uh, TRS-80. Okay, here we go, Bill. Let's do some DVDs. Let's do the DVDs. Let's do the DVDs. Let's do the DVDs. DVDs, DVDs. DVDs, HD Blu-ray, standard definition. Hell yeah, the DVDs, everybody. (laughs) I forgot she does that. (laughs) Might piss her off. All right, Bill, what DVDs do we have this week? All right, uh, DVDs and Blu-rays for October 11th to 2016. Starting off with Adventure Time, the complete sixth season on Blu-ray. My daughter loves this. Didn't you one time send her a CD and it had the fin hat with it? I bought that for her while it was down there. That's right. God, my memory sucks. And uh, she wore that for Halloween one year. It was awesome. Adventure yeah, I was so glad good. that it fit. Is that a job? That was the best part Adventure. of buying that DVD. That is, that's a great series. It's really funny. It is. I, I'm not sure she watches it. She's more into something called Steven Universe now. Which is pretty fantastic also. I don't think I've, I've, I've... Yeah, I've heard of it. I've never watched it. I've heard it's good. Yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, next, we have Angels and Demons on 4K Blu-ray. Way to go, Steve. That's good stuff. Because who doesn't want to watch a boring Ron Howard film with Tom Hanks running around trying to solve a mystery, but in 4K? Oh, man. That sounds awesome. Those movies are so freaking awful they were on back to back one day i think on hbo and we just left them on and it was just mind-numbingly stupid are you an angel no um yeah i've never seen any of those i'd rather watch the nicholas cage movies where he steals the independent the declaration of independence oh yeah national treasure yeah <laughs> There's been times like on TNT where Heather and I were like not moving on a Saturday and like, hey, look, a double feature of those movies. Let's watch them. And we just sit in there and watch those. Uh, next, we have Boyhood, the uh, 
Um, shit, I'm totally blanking. Richard Linklater. Clever boy. Uh, film that he shot over the course of 12 years on blu-ray from criterion he's such a slow filmmaker god takes him yeah so i can't long. 12 years man come on have you seen this boy ah! um have you ever seen the film bill yeah i have i have Is it's it an good? excellent film yeah it's very good they should have uh nominated it for stuff I, didn't it get nominated for a couple things? Yeah. I'm and didn't, didn't, um, uh, Patricia Arquette win a Golden Globe? Yes, she did. Yes, she did. did. She, did she, I don't know if she won an Oscar, but I do remember her winning, winning something. They had this little retarded boy oh, working the Kennedy cash Chatter, register. And you look at Red Letter Media's Force Awakens review. I watched the first two minutes of it and then totally just was like, nope. You know don't what? I, I didn't because those guys, are it's almost like they become rock stars and they're i just i I don't know i i can't get into their snark anymore the moment he reused the joke about it being the most disappointing thing uh next to his second son or something i was just like uh, no yeah um no i didn't i i for one actually enjoyed the film and uh don't want to tear it down yeah, no, I'm not interested either in watching that. All right, next from Shout Factory, we have Carrie on Blu-ray in a collector's edition. All right, Carrie. She had, she's Shout- got powers or something. Yeah, she she was uh she was scary Carrie. Poor Carrie. Oh god. Oh, and uh, if if Angels and Demons wasn't enough for you on 4K Blu-ray, why not pick up the first film, The Da Vinci Code, on 4K Blu-ray? All right, I love Da Vinci. He's he was really good at stuff. Inventing. He was a great painter. Yeah, he's really good at. <laughs> <laughs> um, how, seriously, I've never seen any of those films. And what what yeah. is the point of them? That there's some kind of secret code that they're trying to break or something or i think the first one had to do with like like jesus having babies or some shit and the second one had him running around rome like like jesus gave birth to babies or he's yeah he was magical well nice i know right uh and the second one he was just running around trying to prevent someone from killing popes oh well that's nice of him and Ewan McGregor was a good guy and then a bad guy. And uh, it was just awful. And that's that's, that's not really a spoiler. I'm serious. I'm done. just sucks balls. <laughs> nice. Uh, next, we have Ghostbusters Extended Edition on Blu-ray. Oh, because yeah. They, they had to get that dancing scene back into it. That's right, Bill. They had to get the They dancing. spent like a million bucks on that shit. They want to put it back in the movie. Oh, I know. That's, oh, man. <sighs> That's the thing they got to do now. They just uh, released director's cuts. Hey, the movie wasn't that good. Maybe it'll get better. And I even, like, uh, I think io9 did a story a while back where they said um, there's actual several dance scenes in the movie where they kind of bust into dance and they added those back in. The movie needs more dancing. It's just talking about Ghostbusters is making me yawn. (laughs) I'm still mad. Uh, Adam Sexton, have you seen Ghostbusters yet? Because 
if there was anybody who was going to say anything about our Ghostbusters uh, uh, show, nobody did. We got no feedback because nobody went to see the movie. Oh, hell no. The devil is a liar. That's damn right. The devil is a liar, Bill. Yeah, um, and I I think it's funny that uh, as I'm looking the down through here, the only light. edition yeah. that you get the 3D <laughs> Blu-ray with is the 4K DVD or 4K Blu-ray. You know what? I want to see it again. I want to see it again where the sound is good. I'll crank it up in my house and watch it, the extended version, and uh, do a re cap for everybody the big fans of our previous show where yeah i want to see i want to see this extended version so do i i want to see that extended dance scene that uh was in the end credits because they're like yeah we put it on film might as well put it in there um yeah all right uh next we have hannibal the complete series on blu-ray nice it's a great disturbing show yeah, um, I never finished season three, so I never I'm finished the series. Person. I never did because uh, I'm I'm telling you the truth. It just became too weird for me, and I just kind of lost interest. And Heather watched it all the way to the end. Oh wow, nice! So what I'm experiencing. Uh, next is we have Ice Age Collision Course on 3D Blu-ray, Blu-ray, and 4K Blu-ray. You know what's funny is Emma will rant about these movies. She'll say, they need to stop making these movies. <laughs> oh, my God. That's brilliant. Even She's whenever the kids start rebelling against the uh, Ice Age movies, you know there's a problem. And I'll say, well, Emma, it's not for you anymore. It's for the new age of young kids. She's like, I don't care. Get rid of them. I'm like, they oh, were God. bad when I was young. And it is going to send us back to the Stone Age. Uh, next, we have The Infiltrator on Blu-ray, the oh, cool. story of DEA agent Robert Major and his undercover alias Bob Musella, uh, starring um, Heisenberg. Oh, Brian Cranston. That's so yeah. cool. I just played a drop with Brian Cranston, and uh, then you said that. I'm trying to remember what that is, but cool. The restraining order has been lifted. That's cool. Uh, yeah, I... I've heard decent things about the movie. I've, I've, I remember when it was in the theaters. I don't think anyone went to see it. You are not fooling anybody. Remember that big Gravitas conversation in the trailer to Godzilla where he's just yelling at somebody? Like, yeah. you're not listening to me! And you're like, whoa! Yeah. And then that scene, he's just talking to a guy off screen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But it was, was a good a, use of a, a, uh, making some kind of serious like scene. It was a great it. trailer. You're lying. Yeah. Uh, next, we have The Legend of Tarzan on 3D Blu-ray, Blu-ray, and 4K Blu-ray. Is that the Disney version? No, this is the version with um, Eric from True Blood. Oh, yeah. Okay. It seems like this was just in the theater, so I wonder what Peter Travers had to say about it. <laughs> yeah, I know Heather wanted to see it. We never got oh, to see it. Oh, did she? It was like, let's see, Alexander Sarsgaard with his shirt off the entire movie. Mm, yeah, let's go see that. Uh, but no, we never did see it. 
Uh, next Blu-ray, we have the cult classic Gangling Runaway Train by a gaggle of silverback from Twilight Eats. Time. Runaway Train? Never Coming Back. Wrong Way on a One-Way Track. Ah, what a great song. Yeah. <laughs> so good. And now it's stuck in my head. Thanks. Sorry. <laughs> I watch, I love, but I these listen. Twilight Time releases are always excellent. They only limit them to like three or like three thousand pressings. Um, I haven't seen Runaway Train in ages. We got a train to catch. What? What? <laughs> so. Um, that I that's a, it seemed like a really good movie, but it's like a one of those serious movies or whatever and it's not one i have a desire to ever see again yeah well i don't i i wouldn't go out of my way to to buy one of these twilight time blu-rays of it but i would buy the next one the thing blu-ray uh collector's edition which is i think like the second or third time it's been released is this John Carpenter's The Thing? Yes, yes it is, and it's from Shout Factory, so you know it's going to be a good Blu-ray. Damn singer ever sing. Nice! That's a one effed up movie, and it's just, uh, it's a visual feast, as they say. Am I right? It really is. Uh, it's, is uh, and it looks, just from the, uh, the reviews of it on Blu-ray.com, it just, it looks stellar. They, um... Used a uh, uh, new 2K scan of the inner positive, uh, and they said it's just, uh, it just looks remember. gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> nice. And I just closed my window for Blu-ray.com. Great. You know, Bill, while you're uh, redoing that, is I actually have this idea for a podcast with Emma. Okay. She said, Dad, I really, really want to watch Alien and Aliens. And I said, oh, wow, that's awesome. I said, I will only if I can record your reactions afterwards. She was like, okay, that'll be fun. And then I thought of the idea, what if we do a podcast episode, like uh, Dad and Daughter Watch a Movie or something like that. And, that's awesome. And so... Yeah, we're going to watch Alien and Aliens and then talk about it afterwards. Oh, and I guess it's a good thing that I accidentally closed the window because those are all the Blu-rays and DVDs for this week. Oh, wow. Well, thank you for doing the Blu-rays and DVDs. The show kind of went off the rails there. <laughs> but uh, we got back on track. The train back on track, Bill. It was recovered. Yes. No, no lives were lost. But I think that would be fun because uh, I got that special Aliens Blu-ray that came out, the 30th anniversary, and the Highlander 30th anniversary. Nice. And I want to watch them, but it would be so cool. It's so You know when you watch them, you've seen a movie multiple times, but then you show it to someone who's never seen it, and you sit next to them and watch them react to it? How cool is that? Yeah, I I would love to hear her reaction to Highlander, honestly. I know. You know what's funny? I said, do you know anything about aliens? And she goes, oh, I do. There's a guy. It's like a meme. And I was like, huh? She a goes, meme? yeah. He goes, game over, man. Game over. And I was oh. like, oh. <laughs> and she goes, that's an internet meme. And I was like, okay, we just need to show you the movie. Just stop right there. <laughs> but that was pretty funny. That is true. Game over, man. That uh, it, it has a legacy, doesn't it, Bill? Yeah, it's taken on a life of its own. 
And I was thinking of other films too. Uh, it would just, we'll do that one and see how it goes, but uh, I'd love to do something like that with her. Yeah, that would be awesome. I would listen to that. You know, recently uh, we showed Emma last Saturday. Deadpool came on HBO and Emma always wanted to see it. And we were sitting on the couch and we go, Emma, come here. And she runs out of her room. She's like, what? We're like, Deadpool is on. Do you want to watch it? She's like, yeah. And she sat down and watched Deadpool and was laughing her ass off through the whole thing. All the inappropriate stuff. There's so many like uh, jokes that have to do with balls and touching yourself. And I'm like, there's no way she gets any of this, but she was still laughing at it. Or the <laughs> masturbation with a unicorn doll. Yeah. All that stuff. But she thought it was hilarious. She just thought Deadpool was so funny. The, the That's awesome. And I love that. She's at that age now where she can watch those things. Uh, yeah, me too. And I was just looking at Heather and I was like, uh, you know what? She'll be fine. She's got a good head on her shoulders. She can watch this stuff. I mean, my, my dad was showing me stuff far worse than this when I was a kid, and she's 12 years old. Yeah, my dad was showing me the mushroom clouds in the, the day after on ABC. Look at this, son. This could possibly happen to us at any time. Scar- scarring me for life. Causing nightmares well into my 30s. Wow. I'm trying to think any. I remember just when I was a kid, the commercials to uh, The Exorcist and uh, just the hint of that movie. I don't even think they showed anything. They showed like, I'm trying to remember it, but it was enough to scare the shit out of me. I knew it was something scary. But also, I've talked about this before. If you go on YouTube right now and watch the trailer to Magic starring Anthony Hopkins with this ventriloquist dummy when I was a little kid, that sent me running out of the bedroom, looking for my parents, couldn't find them, opened the door wide, ran down the steps, just running. You know, I was like Forrest oh Gump, like I wasn't coming back. That's, that's, some uh, that's scary intense. shit right I don't, there. I don't remember that. Oh, you need to watch it on the YouTubes. All right, I will. Bill, thank you so much for doing the DVDs this week. Huh, guys? You're welcome. I had a great time doing them. Yeah, there's quite a build-up to it, wasn't there? There was. It was the tension. We were ice in the kicker. You know, we don't even buy DVDs anymore. When do we call it, let's do Blu-rays or uh, something else? I don't know. Well, like, every once in a while, there's a DVD that's purchased. Ooh, ninja star to the head! Every, every rare chance. And you know what's funny is because, uh, you know, I was talking about that whole Chuck thing, and I have all the Chucks on Blu-ray. I would need them to play on my computer, and I was realizing that I have a Blu-ray drive, but it will not play Blu-ray movies because it need, it says I need some kind of licensing or something. I don't know what it's yeah. called. I need, like, permission to play it. Why is it so hard to play a freaking Blu-ray on a computer, Bill? Is it like DR- that anymore? DRM is a magical creature. Yeah, DRM. And I was like, well, how do I do this? I don't understand. It's so stupid that you can't just stick in a Blu-ray, hit play, and it starts playing on your computer, isn't it? Yeah, I um I I think I think they took that out in Windows 10. I want to believe, but you know, you just need to try to use VLC player or make MKV and that should get around it. It's possible or 
you know, as I remember there was a software that you had to use for a really long time that circumvented that DR, DRM called any DVD. And I think they actually shut that program down this year. Each episode of Chuck is 99 cents on Amazon. I think I'm just going to buy each episode as I do it <laughs> on Amazon. That's, that's another solution. Yeah. I just, uh, I don't know. It's such a pain in the ass, but, uh, Bill, thanks for doing the DVDs this week. You're welcome. Thank you. Good night. Here all week, try the veal. And see. Whoop dee. No. Okay. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to the show tonight. Etail News. How cool was this? Thank you, Ken and Adam, and also Positively Ken. Oh, wait, he disappeared. Who is this mysterious he's, doppelganger? He's Ken from Canada. Oh, is that really? It's two different Kens? Two different Kens. Two different Kens, two different Adams, right? Well, who else do we have multiples of? But, guys, this was ETL News, episode 25. Thank you so much for listening. If you would, consider becoming a patron. Uh, Bill, I'm doing this audio novel called Dead Ahead. I've done five chapters yes, so far. Five chapters. And now, I didn't record a chapter this week, but I'm going to record it next week. Um, and uh, get that out to patrons only at the time. So, if you donate a dollar or more you get access to that and bill i'm building an archive i'm building an archive of all of our episodes but it only it'll only be available to patrons i mean whatever's on the itunes feed right now anybody could download that but i'm talking all the way from the beginning whatever and then there will be the super secret archive bill with all of our little weird uh, esoteric kind of uh minutia type shows nice. uh after the show's appearances on other podcasts or whatever like that. How cool is that going to be? That's awesome. Totally cool. So if anybody's interested in that, go to patreon.com slash landfill. Send any feedback to nimpodcast at gmail.com. And Ken, you should totally be on the show sometime. I think, Ken, you should sit on on ETL News. Definitely try that. That'd be great. It's fun having uh, people on and we talk about stuff. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Bill, do you have uh, any thoughts for the day? Um, no. (laughs) (laughs) Come on. I've got a a cat climbing all over me. Jerry Springer has some great, uh, you know. I've got a cat climbing over me, so I'm going to grab the pussy. Oh, very, uh, like, uh, what do you say when something's recent? The... (laughs) It's very uh, recently in the news. It's uh, recent. Yes, it's recent. I can't think of the word. Like it's very topical. Very topical. topical. There you go. Thank you, Adam. Jesus, my brain. Is dead. <laughs> and on that note, with my dead brain, guys, I'm a zombie officially. And I'll. Oh wait, wait. Here's how I do it. I'm sorry that it threw me off losing internet. <laughs> it threw my game off. <laughs> but guys. What are you waiting for? Go watch some Luke Cage. Go play some Gears of War. It comes out on Tuesday. You can't play it right now unless you have early access or something. Um, go watch a movie. Go see Girl on the Train. I hear it's not very good. And I'll see you next time. Bye, Bill. Bye. Bye.
That's the show, everybody. What a cluster bleep. Now this is podcasting.